Welcome back, ESPN Radio. Devin Dixon, Andy Thompson, hanging out with the coach himself, Trailblazer Coach Show Coach Randy Sipkin. Softball winner, winner, chicken dinner. First ever RMAC Conference Tournament last weekend. They get the automatic berth for the regional this week. Coach, I wanted to go back and kind of relive what had to be a really fun weekend last weekend. A uh, great weekend. Yeah, first time in the RMAC. So, you know, in the Pac West, we never had a conference tournament. We had to play our way in during the regular season. Um, here we, we have a chance to, to play well in the RMAC tournament to, to get ourselves in. And, you know what, kids played really well. You know, obviously we played well. Uh, we lose one, you know, lose the third game against Mesa 2-1 to put us down in the loser's bracket. And then you got you put yourself in a position where you got to win three games in a day um, to, uh, you know, solidify our chance to get into regionals. And the girls were nailed on Saturday. They played really, really well. Uh, obviously, that had to be fun. What what, what was that? What was that uh, scene? Is that last third win in a row went final? I mean, everybody rushing, everybody high five, and had to be smiles everywhere. Yeah, I think social media got blown up. I had one of my girls say, "I, I don't think anybody in the stands was not videoing it." If you were a Trailblazer fan, so yeah, it was good. Um, you know, and it's, it's a long day. You know, the three games in a day is something that we never do. We don't do it in preseason. We don't do it in regular season, you know, unless it's a weather situation, which didn't happen this year. And you almost never do it in the postseason other than a conference tournament, you know. So we, um, you know, we knew it was going to be difficult. Um, and I, But I told them when, when we when we lost the game Friday night to Mesa 2-1, you know, we, we visited and I told them, you know what, we don't have to win three games. We have to win the first inning and then do it again. You know, win one pitch at a time. Don't try to focus on, hey, we have three games to win. You know, that's, that's a daunting task. Let's just go ahead and win the first inning and see what happens after there. Uh, looking at uh, some of the, the heroics, who, who stood out? Who are you really proud of? Who came up clutch? Obviously, team effort, as always, in softball. But there had to have been some moments yeah. on last Saturday where, where some of your, your, your players stepped up in the big moments. Yeah, we, we had some kids really step up. Uh, but, yeah, you're right. We had production top to bottom in the lineup. And if you're going to win three games against really good teams, you have to have production from everybody. And we did. Um, yeah, obviously the one that stands out is our freshman, Chris Burgess. She ends up MVP. You know, she comes in in the first game, uh, relieves Cambry about halfway through that game, throws that game. And then the next, uh, you know, first of the two championship games against Mesa, she goes 11, 11 plus innings in a row and was just really, really good. You know, down ball change, he throws the ball hard, hard drop ball change, mix in a rise ball every once in a while. Uh, but, man, she was she was good that day, that's for sure. Um, and then Hazel, you know, Cambry was, was great. Um, pitched really well the night before against Mesa. We couldn't give her any run support, um, and we ended up losing a close one 2-1, but she came in. And Mesa's got one of the top hitting teams in the country. Um, and I think she gives up, what, three or four hits um, in that championship game. Uh, six strikeouts, no walks. Um, and, you know, we win it. Uh, so, yeah, she was she was really, really good. Um, one of the other ones, uh, Bailey Gaffin. You know, I, I talked to her in the hotel on Sunday morning before we left. I said, hey, is there anybody more locked in at the plate than you in the country? Because she had really good at bats, you know, throughout the weekend as well. Pretty pretty special for Bailey. She's one of your seniors on this team, and I think she leads your team in hitting. I think she's hitting four eighteen, right, Coach? She's yeah. raking right now. Yeah, she's yeah she she is she's locked in. Even her out, you know she she lined one out to uh, right center field, and their center fielder made a cheetah like catch, you know, and that's a that's an extra base hit that scores a run, 
and she gets robbed, and then she lines out to the first baseman that I think the first baseman caught it in self-defense. It might have, you know, really done some damage. So it, even her outs were were loud out. So yeah, she she did well. Uh, another one, Brenna Hink or Brenna Cornwallis, the top of our lineup. Um, she was four for four to, to lead off the tournament. Um, she had no luck the previous couple of weeks at Fort Lewis and, and Highland. She's hitting the ball well, having great at bats, but nothing to show for it in the score sheet. But she she was really good. She was good offensively for us, really good on base a lot. And then she made some really, really nice catches. She made one at the fence, a foul fly ball at the fence, where she reached over the fence in foul territory to take an out to end of an inning where they had runners on base. So, yeah, she was really good as well. Coach, seems like, you know, Cambry Hazel on that last game only gives up three hits, but balls put in play and the defense was ready on the infield. I think five putouts on the infield, uh, nine pop-outs on the game, but pretty crisp defensive effort, it seems like, all tournament long. Yeah, and she was she was good. She, she missed a few spots, but she never missed it in the middle of the plate, and they didn't hit very many balls hard, you know, and, and they're a good team. They're, again... You know, they, they've beaten us before, and, and they're one of the top-hitting teams in the country. But, yeah, they, they didn't square up very many balls. You know, the balls that they, they hit and put in play, you know, weren't, you know, weren't really, really hit hard. Um, but, yeah, our, our defense, you know, we've, you know, three seniors, you know, at third, short, and second, and then a junior at first that have started for a long time, and they've been really, really good defensively, and that was, that was clutch. It was clutch for us there. And then really clutch for us when Burgess throws because she's a down ball change pitcher, you know, and they're going to put a few more of those in play. And yeah, we made some great plays defensively. Obviously, when did when did the the the, the pressure switch from being on your team having to win three games to, to switching to be on Mesa? Was it in that final game or did it switch in that, no. in that second game? Second in in in, in, in game one uh, against Mesa on Saturday, um, their their pitcher Kimberly Herring. Um, we got to her a little bit, put a few runs on the board, and they went to their ace, you know, or who I thought was going to be their game two starter, Mackenzie Surface, when they were down 3-1. Um, and I think the pressure went back on them then because, you know, you bring in your ace in game one and don't get it done, you've already seen their top two pitchers for game two, and they, they let Mackenzie throw game two, and we'd seen her. You know, we'd seen her the night before, we'd seen her game one, and now we're seeing her again. And the, you know what it's like. You know, the more times you see a pitcher, advantage goes back to the hitter. You know, and and we had some good at bats. We didn't strike out near as much. Um, we put balls in play a lot harder, and we were able to put runs on the board early. And, and playing with a lead in both of those games, you know, they got up one nothing, and then Corey Gon hits the home run to put us up two one. You know, somewhat early in the game. And when we're playing with a lead in both of those games, yeah, their their crowd got quiet. Um, their swings weren't near as free and easy. You know, the, the pressure, you know, you can see. And, and But that's a natural thing. When you're playing from behind, the later in the game, the team that's behind, you know, starts to put a little bit more pressure on themselves. Talking with Coach Simpkins, Dixie State Trailblazer softball head coach. Had a lot of success in the postseason, and the postseason run continues. You're already down. He's joining us live from down in Texas. Where are you right now, Coach, exactly? Are you making your way out there for – yeah, we're we're in Royce City, Texas, right now. Um, a few miles, about thirty miles away from Commerce, where we're playing. Um, we got practice this afternoon, um, and then games tomorrow. So yeah, we yeah we we came down late last night, got in about ten or eleven o'clock last night. So I got practice this afternoon, and then games tomorrow. What's the weather supposed to be down there in Texas this weekend? 
not very good. <laughs> um, yeah, we're it, we're getting a bunch of rain right now. The the turf the play the field we play on is an all turf field, so that'll help us a little bit. Um, but yeah, we're expecting uh, uh, quite a bit of rain today, and then hopefully it's supposed to get a little bit better throughout the weekend. But the weather forecast changes a lot. Um, but yeah, hopefully we'll be able to get them in. You guys are scheduled to play tomorrow night against Texas A&M Commerce. What do you know about this team? They're thirty-eight and twelve. Uh, this is the first all-time meeting between Dixie State and Texas A&M Commerce, I believe. So, so tell me what you know about yep. the matchup. Uh, they hit it. Uh, they, I think they hit, hit eighty home runs this year. Wow! Um, they they want to out hit you. Uh, good good lefty pitcher uh, that mixes it well. Good movement. Um, doesn't give up a whole lot of runs. Has a good opponent batting average. You know, similar to our pitchers. So, um, but yeah, they're they're going to swing it. I think they have ten sacrifice bunts all year long in fifty games. Um, you know, so they're not bunting runners over. They want to hit it out of the park. Now, in this um, house, yeah, it's going to be a challenge for our pitchers. You know, because they've got a bunch of kids that just sit back and swing it. So we need to be able to mix speed, hit, hit spots, keep the ball down in the zone for sure. Dixie State playing in the Division II softball championship. They're in the regional. They're down there. Uh, the two seed is Texas A&M Commerce. Dixie State comes in at forty-two and eleven. The seven seed. The other two teams that are in this regional are Tarleton State and Cameron. What, what do you know? I'm sure you've done a little bit of scouting about the about those other two teams down in that pod. Yeah, they're again, you know, both teams that, that like to hit it have you know good pitching. They're solid. They don't make a lot of mistakes, um, and they're they're you know battle tested. That that conference, the Lone Star Conference, there's five or six teams in the top of that conference that are really really good. So and they play each other three game series during the year. So their strength of schedule is really good. Um, you know, maybe even better than, than ours in the RMAC. So, um, but you know what? We, we haven't seen them. They haven't seen us. So, but I like our chances. You know, our kids are playing really well right now. Defensively, we've been pretty good. Our pitching has been really good, and our, our hitters have been pretty locked in the last few weeks for sure. Coach, I'm curious, how does the turf affect? I know it'll be helpful for the, the rain as opposed to raining on grass all night, but how does that affect the gameplay? Is, it, is there anything there that you change it, shoes? Change shoes or anything <laughs> like that? No, no, yeah, it, it's actually a field turf that you, you wear oh, okay. on it, um, but yeah, it's faster, uh, yeah, especially with rain. You put rain on turf and the ball gets really, really fast. The infielders are going to play a little deeper. Uh, ball, the ball gets hit, it's going to get between you a little bit quicker. Um, but yeah, obviously with the rain, the turf helps. But we've, we've spent a fair amount of time on turf this year. You know, Pueblo's turf, you know, Mesa is turf. Um, you know, we go work out at our football field quite a bit when we know we're going to be playing on a turf facility. So our girls, it, it's nothing new. You know, a few years ago we played in the World Series. We ended up at Oklahoma Christian. It was an all-turf field. So we've done it before. So, uh, But, yeah, it, it, it speeds the game up a little bit quicker, especially when the ball's on the, on the turf. Obviously, four good teams in this regional. Four teams are coming in with a lot of confidence right now. But you could argue your team might have the most amount of confidence getting the automatic bid out of the RMAC, which is a good softball conference. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and I told him, I said, you know what, right now it doesn't matter who we play. It matters how we play. And we played really well to finish the year, and that's, that's what we're going to have to carry into these games is, is play well, you know, succeed one pitch at a time, you know, whatever the situation is, make the plays that you're supposed to make. Go make a couple that you're not supposed to make. Put pressure back on the other team by playing hard uh, and see what happens. Do you have a feeling that, you know, you're going to hit some home runs down there? I guess the weather and the wind could be a little bit of a factor. but I, is uh, it- Heavy air, the ball doesn't fly as much. Ball, pitchers, 
pitchers, I think, are going to like it because the heavy air makes the ball move a little, break a little bit more. Um, but, yeah, sometimes the heavy air ball doesn't fly as far, you know, but who knows, you know. Uh, the the pitcher we're going to see tomorrow, you know, has given up some home runs. He will challenge you up in the zone with rise balls. We just got to be disciplined and hit strikes. If we do that, I think we're going to be okay. Yeah, well, Corey and Jessica have been hitting quite a few home runs. I know you're not a pure, you don't have 80 home runs this year, but you have 32 as a team. So obviously, yeah, pitching, exactly. Pitching and defense is going to be uh, the main factors, but some timely hitting and a couple that leave the yard would not be bad either to help the cause down there. Coach, always fun to talk softball with you. You're doing a hell of a job. Keep it rolling. Go Blazers. And uh, hopefully, we're talking about the next step uh, come first of next week, the next, uh, and moving on. Only one team survives this thing. Let's hope it's Dixie State. Hung, go get the job done. Sounds good. Thanks, gentlemen. Appreciate talking to you. All right. Randy Sipkins, everybody. Dixie State skipper. Yeah. True double elimination tournament. They do stretch this out over Thursday, Friday, Saturday. There's only four teams. So they, they have plenty of time to get these games in. If they needed to use Sunday, they could. Uh, the, the rain is a little bit uh, tricky down there, it sounds like, today. But let's hope it clears up and we've got some softball. You can get all of the NCAA Division II uh details on the DixieStateAthletics.com website. You can watch. You can get the live stats. There's the Tournament Central with the regional bracket, the whole bracket. Uh, so stay close to DixieStateAthletics.com. That first game is going to be 5.30 Central Time, which would be 4.30 Mountain Time. Always fun to have Coach Simpkins on the show. we got to take a break. We'll be back on The Drive ESPN Radio.